Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program sales happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Robert, so much to talk about. Oh my gosh, there's so much going on. And it, it seems like every year we go through this, where in the summer months on this program, because the premise is politics and government, and obviously there is no legislative session going on, we think, wow, are we ever going to bridge the gap between one legislative session to the next? And well, every year there's someone or some ones or a group of people who, well, they just give us lots of things to talk about on this program in the summer months. Bless their heart. Well, let's start with Jim Lucas. And there was, I guess, a conclusion to this saga. Of course, Jim Lucas, state rep from Seymour, was arrested on DUI uh, for driving intoxicated, was arrested for fleeing the scene of an accident, and he has now pled guilty uh, for both of those things. He's received a 60-day suspended sentence for the OWI charge, 180-day suspended sentence for leaving the scene, and he's got to pay for whatever damages he did for blowing through a barricade there on uh, uh, 65. So let's start with this. Uh, he went on Hammer and Nigel, which is the afternoon show here on WIBC, and he did not appear. I mean, he appeared sorry, basically, that he got caught and he has to deal with it. But to me and many other people, he didn't sound all that sorry at all for the action itself and it just seemed like more of a nuisance yeah i'm rolling my eyes you can see yes uh, i uh being a state representative is should be the furthest thought from his mind he uh he he needs to get help uh he we are very fortunate that he didn't kill anybody or he didn't kill himself and uh and he shouldn't be going on any radio outlet although our friends hammer nigel uh, great radio program, uh, but he needs to go away for a little while and um, and and talk to his family, find someone that can help him, and 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 try to move on with a with a, a life. And and being at the state house and talking about guns, talking about cannabis, uh, should be completely away from his lifestyle right now. Yeah, I mean, again, it was... So let's kind of talk about a couple parts of this, and we'll get into this Hammer and Nigel interview in a little bit. But I think a lot of people are concerned because, okay, so this guy gets arrested for this. Clearly, there is a cavalcade of evidence against the guy on why the officer made the arrest. And then there's no charges filed for two weeks. 
Then charges get filed. What was this? Was this Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember. These days all run together now. They really do. Yeah, they get they get charged. And then within an hour, there's a plea deal and we're done here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are looking at this going, it seems as though this prosecutor went out of the way to help this guy that uh, give this guy opportunity help that other people would not have received. And the fact that, I mean, th- there was never, hey, here's the court date and the media will be here covering it. There's a lead up to it. It's just, hey, now it's all over and everyone go home. Well, it, it we've talked about this numerous times about, about Trump and the outside world and being two legal systems. Right. You know, it plays right into that situation with Trump and Biden. And I and and obviously it's a completely different case, but it 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 kind of concrete it it it, it firms up the idea that uh, the haves and the have-nots have two different legal systems. Uh, joining us now the program, speaking of legal system and the haves and have-nots, <laughs> Abdullah Kim Javaz. Hey, morning, gentlemen. How's who, it going? Who's always a have? Gentlemen's talking, a push. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a strong that's a strong stretch for us too. No, it's uh, interesting. You guys were talking about the the Donald Trump situation uh, because one thing that people are saying there's sort of two systems of justice. Like, well, technically, no, because Mike Pence is also a Republican, also a candidate for president, and when they found out Mike had documents, like, oh. My bad. And they gave him back because the crime isn't necessarily the possession. The crime is when once you find out you have them, do you give them back? Okay. Because because, because it's it's got to remember Trump was not indicted under the the Presidential Records Act. Yeah, we're not. But we're not talking about Trump here. We're focused on Jim Lucas. And I think there's a lot of people. The narrative, Abdul, regardless if it's right or wrong, it's what people talk about and how people hear it. Well, that's and so what we were just talking about here is, look, uh, many legal people that I've talked to, heard from, whatever, have said the sentence of, which, by the way, it's amazing to me, you can you can drive intoxicated, blow through a barricade on Interstate 65, hide it from the cops, lie to the cops, or at the very least play cute with the cops and avoid giving them information. And if it appears people said, well, he got a kind of a standard sentence that all you get is a suspended sentence. Well, why would anybody ever tell the truth to the cops? Well, the, well, the thing is, you also got to look at, uh, did Lucas have a record? You know, was it, was, did Lucas have a record? Was anybody injured? You know, what is the trial going to cost the, the taxpayers? And can you get this resolved with a plea deal, which he did, which was 60 days and 180 days in jail, suspended sentence, lose his license for a year, got to do drug testing, which is going to be interesting for Jim Lucas with his position on uh, marijuana litigation. And the fact that uh, sometimes the embarrassment is more than enough. Yeah, but he wasn't wasn't embarrassed at all when he was on Hammer and Nigel. I mean, we all heard that interview. I mean, he just sounded annoyed that he basically had to go through all this. I mean, he he used the word, but you guys know. I mean, Merritt, you were in public service for years. Abdul, you've interviewed thousands of people. You worked for public servants. You know when someone's feeling contrite and upset, and I mean there didn't seem to be any of that in that interview with Hammer and Nigel. I mean he used the words, but it was like, let me just get this behind me and I'm out of here. See ya. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes the first interview is sometimes also the last interview because your lawyer were like, uh, don't ever do that again. Well, which okay, so let's talk about that real quick because I because uh, I actually reached out to Jim to talk to him this weekend. And he basically told me, Abdul, I've kind of basically said everything I need to say. Like, hey, that's your lawyer talking. <laughs> well, okay, so Merritt, let's let's start with you on this. Uh-huh. I was floored as someone who was a public servant that if I had done this, my first apology would have been to my constituents, whether it's a, even a press release or a public statement or a whatever or a town hall. Hey, I fall on the sword. 
he goes on a radio show and it was like he couldn't wait to get back in the spotlight. I mean, that's the way it came off. And this is a guy who craves attention. We've seen him on social media that he couldn't wait to get back in the spotlight rather than this kind of heartfelt, I let everyone down. I'm sorry. You know, I've taken the steps. It just seemed like it's just back to business as usual. Yeah, he's cut from a different cloth. And and uh, I, I I think you both know if this would have happened to me, I would have reacted incredibly different than than uh, Representative Lucas. And I, I think it's it goes back to what I said before is uh, it, it, he could have killed somebody. He could have killed himself. Uh, and sounds like he, he thinks he could have killed a deer. Uh, yeah. the not, you mean the non-existent deer? Yeah, and uh, if so, he had he hit a deer, his front would have looked a whole lot different. Than yeah, what, absolutely. What it did. And my point in saying this is, is maybe uh, the prosecutor didn't do him a favor by eliminating all that, and uh, you know the drug test and all that, and the embarrassment. Uh, I I just think that he may do this again. Well, usually with most OWI cases, from my experience. And I'm not saying this is about Jim Lucas at all. Uh, it's usually not the first one. It's usually the first time he got caught. Right. Yeah. Well, like, like yeah, this is either the worst coincidence ever for this guy, or you know, maybe yeah. this isn't the first yeah. time. Yeah. He's lucky it's not election year. Oh yeah. Obviously, though, that he his constituents love him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, but that's and, and, a, and the thing is too to keep in mind, and we're not saying that Jim Lucas has has issues and hopefully gets them all worked out, but it has been my experience that usually. The first time someone arrested for a DUI, it is not the first time they've done it. It's just the first time they've gotten caught. Well, and, and so I wanted to ask you, Abdul, is that from a legal perspective, I mean, look, obviously there's a public as, public servant aspect to this too. It is weird that you just, I mean, he sprinted to Hammer and Nigel as soon as this thing was finalized. There's no to the community. There's no, you know, nothing. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It is. It is It is not uncommon, let's put it that way. But, but, but then again, once again, though, when you and I said I don't know what conversations Jim had with his attorney because I don't think he did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you're hearing out of Kendall, Robert Kendall here, he swore he didn't go on with him in the morning. <laughs> well, I, look, I mean, I'm just going for the public servant perspective that you have. Okay, I mean, first of all, everybody pays his salary, so he should be sorry to all of us, but especially the people in his district. And there was just like, hey, it's over. I can get back being getting attention again even if it's negative attention which is what kind of got him in this position in the first place now now that that would that now one thing i can't say is i don't know for sure whether jim apologized to his constituents or not because i haven't i haven't seen anything but that doesn't mean he hasn't apologized he could have just written something on the blog somewhere oh you would have known or, or, or sent out an email yeah, or, the guy who knows everything is like i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah, I, who knows yeah no no but no but no but, but that is, that is a possibility now with that said though it could also be that if you apologize it's an admission of guilt. Well, he and, did admit he guilty. He, he pled guilty. What do you mean it's an admission of guilt? Yeah, but 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 I could also see his lawyer like, we'll just stick with the four corners of the document and don't say anything else. Just shut the blank up. So mm -hmm. a, big, a big part, by the way, it's State House Happenings, Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz. A big part of this, too, is, I mean, look, Jim Lucas looks at this, and he, he is a guy who needs the attention, and he needs the power, and he needs to be in, in public office. I mean, it... The, again, that interview with Hammer and Nigel made that very, very clear how important that is to him. And the guy he ran against in the fall, the guy that the Democrats put up was a complete zero. So he doesn't fear losing the Democrats. And it's going to be very hard because he now plays nice with the establishment and they are clearly fans of his now. 
they're going to fund him because he votes the way they want him to. He got the memo after he took the social media down a couple years ago with the racially insensitive memes, uh, shape up or shape out or how whatever that phrase is, that it's all it's really hard to beat this guy. I mean, it, that, and he recognizes that. And I guess maybe we're to blame for that. I mean, the whole system is to blame for that, that he doesn't he really doesn't fear losing. There is no there's no real well, like, shame like there. I always have an opponent in the primary. You got to keep, keep that in mind. It, it's, Jim Lucas's district is very is not as Republican as it used to be because the demographics of Indiana are changing. But he could always have a primary opponent. Now you got to find somebody to the right on guns and abortion and you know uh, marijuana usage. Good luck with that. But he could always have a primary opponent. Well, he, he uh, <clears throat> come. You know, let's just talk a little bit about politics and his caucus. There's really nothing they can take away from him. I don't think he's a chairman of a committee. And so nothing as Speaker Houston really doesn't have any tools in the toolkit to discipline him uh, other than maybe kicking him out of meetings. And a lot of people don't like those meetings anyway. Jim, explain this to us. What is a censure? What does that mean? How do you do that? Well, it has uh, a censure is is a uh, legal proceeding in the chamber itself where uh, they come with a resolution, and it details what uh, what a member has done that um, they disagree with, and 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 it's voted on the complete chamber, meaning the House of Representatives, and uh, you're you're pretty much just kind of this will go down on your permanent record. Yeah, and uh, and the thing and the and the thing uh, the issue here is that. Uh, he's been shamed from from state line to state line. I mean, he, he there's nothing more that you can say to him that would embarrass him now. I mean, he's he's um, he's off uh, and and running again for 2024. Uh, and I will say this: had somebody gotten injured, though, would have been we'd be having an entirely different conversation. Absolutely, right now. And, but, I, and I think that I think that's the one thing that saved Jim's rear end. Was the fact that it was it was late at night? He was by himself, and he had a guardrail, and no one was no one was hurt, not even him or or say. But had somebody been injured, somebody been hurt, we would not be having this conversation. But right he, now. I mean, the videotape, the body cam footage is very clear. The cop approaches him. He, Jim, knows what he's done. He knew he was drinking. He knew he fled the scene. He knows his truck in the middle of the night is going to look like a van. He knows he hid the van, and the cop approaches him and uses the term van because that's the 911 call apparently they got, which said, look, a van, because the truck had a cab on it, he, you know, has done this. And the cop approaches him, and instead of just being honest, he go, you yeah, know, sir, I don't own a van, but I do own a truck with a cab on the back, and yes, I was involved in an accident, and it's back there. He just goes, no, I, you know, I don't know anything about a van. I, I mean, it's very clear he's trying, he, you know, he put that truck behind that business because he's trying to hide it from the cops. And so I guess my question to you, Jim. No, he didn't want to mess up the road. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Is if the Indiana General Assembly, you're right, they can't they can't can they can't kick him out because only felony conviction. But by not even censuring the guy, you're saying to society, cool, drive drunk, lie to the cops. I mean the 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 hiding and attempting to cover it up to me is even bigger than the act itself. If they don't do anything, the Indiana General Assembly, the House, Todd Houston, is basically telling seven million other people, "Cool." Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about this before. It, it obviously the censure motion can't happen until either organization day in in November or the first session day in January of uh, twenty 
24. So we don't, we'll just have to wait to see. But it would be um, – it's an internal situation right now with Speaker Houston. Uh, we'll see what happens when it when uh, uh, when the legislature gets back into session. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdul-Kim Shabazz, program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Um, all right, let's switch gears. What did you just send me, Abdul? I uh, know you sent this to me to anger me. What is this? What did you send me? I sent you a poll uh, that of basically was uh, the results were got by my good friend Adam Wren of Importantville. Because I heard there was some polling out there, and I got the question, but I didn't know exactly who was doing it. It was a poll basically... Uh, if Eric Holcomb were to run for the Senate in the primary, he would beat Jim Banks like 50 to 40. Yeah, but there's no... Okay, so and I, I, Adam and I are fine. Uh, he does a nice job on a lot of his reporting. We've I've been on his stuff. He's been on mine. But there, there's no... I don't see anything on this thing that says who the poll was done by, what and the see, sample size was. Sample size was 600 people, uh, 60% cell phones, and the rest remaining landline. Yeah, but who did it? What was the... Yeah, see, that's, that's the one thing that Adam didn't do was say who did it. My money... Is it was probably probably someone in the Holcomb camp uh, who did some polling just to just to kind of tweak. Uh, hey, would you vote for I, our guy or uh, if it's our guy against Stalin? Who yeah, who would you vote for? Yeah, but give me give me a couple of days. I'll figure out who. who <laughs> you did said this. that to me in the middle of this show just to make me angry. <laughs> I know that's why you did that. So just raise an interesting question because Jim uh, and I were talking about this. We're going to have it on our agenda anyway. Which is Holcomb writes this op-ed in Indie Star where he's basically lamenting the way the federal government operates and the amount of money the federal government spends and says, well, everybody should be like us here in Indiana. This is a guy who openly admitted, I kept the emergency declaration open a year plus after I'd opened everything up because I like the federal money. Jim, I'll start with you. What a hypocrite. Yeah. You know, you and I talked a little bit about this yesterday. I, I, Abdul, I I looked at that op-ed and I thought, why? why? Why is he writing this, these three pillars, if, if you will, and, and the, the federal government just gushed money at all 50 states, and, 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 and the spigot continued to be open, and the governor took this money, and now he's scolding the federal government for spending? Well, actually, the the interesting thing is what's going to be happening with Medicaid uh, in the next couple of years, uh, because right now you guys, Jim, you know this, uh, being in the Senate for so long, that education is the biggest portion of the state budget. That is going away, and for the first time, I want to say we, we I was at a thing with the Illinois, Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute, and Chris Johnson was a uh, state budget uh, OMB guy, basically said that for he the, was the speaker. Yeah, he was a speaker. Uh, basically saying that education is about forty eight percent now the full state budget and within i'd say five years medicaid is going to be the big the big the big push uh in, in the state's budget and with the federal government with all its uh, financial issues that's what if i was the governor that's what i would have focused on in the articles like hey what's what's done is done but we have these new challenges that we have to face we have to be fiscally responsible and all of us have to be fiscally responsible I mean, we, we real quick we talked about this yesterday on kendall and casey because that the, the article came out yesterday that being wednesday for those listening on the podcast and it's so offensive that you took all this money and you openly admitted, I'm not ending this emergency declaration, even though we all know the emergency is over because of all the federal money I'm going to get by keeping this phony emergency declaration open. And then you write an article lamenting all the money coming out from the federal government. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I, I, I said I said to Robert, we have this administration, albeit I've got my problems, uh, has mental health. 
they they've been tra- traveling the globe looking for jobs to come to Indiana, and we've had some great announcements. You are right, Jim. He loves not being in the state of Indiana. He <laughs> loves being anywhere but in Indiana. Yes, continue. he's been around the world. Oh boy, he just loves the, he loves going to other countries. Go and, ahead. And because of past practice, uh, with with uh, ever since I've been alive, Indiana has has had a balanced budget and done very well with his pocketbook. Um, and there's so much to talk about about the state of Indiana and his administration. And then he comes in through this nonsensical op-ed that really just doesn't make much sense. I, I don't understand it. And What? And, are you implying he's just pulling things out of his backside? A politician would lie, Jim? <laughs> no way. Well, to, to, uh, to label disaster or disastrous. Especially when you took all the money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. And, uh, uh, and if you're going to level a punch at the federal government, like you said, a punch is the wrong term, but a message uh, is that you're right, a Medicaid, and we have kept those Medicaid rates down so far that there's been a, a real pressure. And uh, Senator uh, uh, Ryan Mishler talked a lot about this during session, and he's right that we didn't stair-step the increases on that Medicaid, so now you've got a bubble. And and, uh, and and we've got a real problem with, with Medicaid. And he could have used that, that, um, that opportunity to talk about some of the challenges the state's having. No Ab- question about Ab- it. Abdul, here's yeah. a, this may be a question for you because we all know Holcomb has not had a real job in a very long time. Who, and he, who of us has? Well, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Raise his hand. Uh, I think Robert's got two. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just two jobs. Two jobs. <laughs> two real jobs. Uh, what is he going to do next? I mean, you. I mean, just because of this poll, I think if he thought he had an actual opportunity to stay in politics, he would do it because it would keep him from working a real job. But well, pretty much said in the article, he isn't. But well, but I mean, as Abdul said, somebody's doing this polling, and if a guy said he's not running, why would somebody do a poll about him running? It, they're not running a soup kitchen over here. Somebody's paying for this. No, what, no, what no, is he going to do? Or, or probably what, what's going on is is you, you poll on a case just to see, just to get a pulse of you know where the universe is, and depending on how much money you have, you can ask like, hey, let's ask a question. If I ran for the Senate, well, what would it look like? I, you know who I think probably commissioned this poll? Banks. He's probably having difficulty raising money because he has no opponent. Yeah, and, and this may strike a, a, a prairie fire for Jim Banks why to does raise wanna, money. Why does nobody want to run against Jim Banks? I, you are establishment people. Why, why, <laughs> why do none of your friends want to run against Jim Banks? What's yeah, the deal? Are you part be, of the establishment? Because this is what we in the establishment do. Yeah, what, what, I mean, there's no way. We, we, got, we pick a candidate, then we support the candidate, and the candidate wins. So we keep the, keep the establishment going. Is but is that the thing? I mean, there's no way. Let's be honest. Your politics and Jim Banks' politics do, totally don't align, and I know. You know the the uh, well, we don't know anymore. Jim Banks has become good friends with Kevin McCarthy and is missing votes and not explaining that to people. And so maybe he is morphing into. It's like you know the meme where people just morph from one person into the next. Maybe, maybe Robert, the, the Jim Banks is morphing into about a duel. Banks not having an opponent is that the the Democrat Party does very well in Marion County, and uh, they have no bench statewide. You can see that they have a former Republican if you would call a Republican, running for governor uh, in 2024. 
and that's it. They don't have any statewide strength whatsoever, and that's why Banks is out there on his own. But why? But why didn't they run? And again, I guess this is an Abdul question. Why hasn't there been somebody you guys like running in the primary? Well, first of all, the primary isn't until uh, next year. Number two, there's still plenty of time for another candidate to pop up. You know, we still got six months to change. I would say after after January, uh, with raising money, doing all, doing all the other things, it's probably going to be a little bit too late. But there there could be potentially another candidate out there. But what Jim Banks is doing right now is just basically saying, hey, I'm running. I'm running early. When Mike Bronson was running for governor, uh, he cleared the field. And that's kind of what you do in politics. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Akeem Shabazz, Jim Merritt, program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Speaking of the governor's race, these three people that are running on the Republican side, and I think this is becoming a weekly thing on this show, they are really boring. <laughs> Hulk, uh, 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 crowd. But, 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 but you know what? Right now, boring is good. <laughs> now, well, after after the municipal elections, I expect things to ramp up quite a bit, but right now, boring is actually kind of a good thing. Well, it's because you're coming off a candidacy. <laughs> <laughs> we in the media now. <laughs> Well, good morning to you too, Senator. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you think that there's usually, if you got three people running, there's usually one of them that you're like, hey, that person is pretty entertaining. That person has some kind of wacky policy proposals, some interesting things to talk about. It is like the same person in three different bodies, and none of them have anything interesting to talk about. Crouch, Doden, or Holcomb. Or well, not Holcomb, uh, Braun. <laughs> Might as well be Holcomb. I, I, I look at this. Uh, and I think you know how I feel about this. Every every uh, opportunity with social media the way it is, I look at at this time frame uh, during the general assembly where no one uh, running for governor can raise money due to uh, via law, uh, state law. Um, I looked at that as an opportunity to tell people what I stood for, and and. And maybe maybe people don't do that in politics anymore. But I, I I looked at it as a missed opportunity for those candidates to kind of flesh out. It's a lot like Mike Pence introducing reintroducing himself to the nation, not as a vice president, but as the Pence family in his in his um, in his career. It was it would have been a great opportunity for uh, Suzanne to say this is what I stand for uh, because she's been. Uh, pretty much sheltered by the Holcomb administration, just a missed opportunity for people to talk about issues. Now, Suzanne did a really good job during session and prior to talk about mental health, uh, uh, but there is so much more to being governor than than uh, mental health, and it, it was just a missed opportunity, especially for someone like Doden, who no one knows. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, uh, now my new favorite thing is on Facebook. Uh, he posts these sponsored by ads with the things that he wants to do about teachers don't pay taxes or whatever, and we're gonna take over downtown Indy. And yeah, I just, which is not constitutional. Well, I just I enjoy reading the uh, just the rather spirited comments that he gets on those posts. <laughs> 
I don't even know where to go find him on social media. We got about a minute. Well, neither do most people. That's why he's paying for the ads, Jim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abdul, before we go real quick, got about a minute left. Is Curtis Hill running for governor? What's going on? Uh, I know he's thinking about it. I know his wife isn't crazy about it. She'd just rather prefer him just go in the private sector, go make some real money for a while because they've got kids, get ready to go to college. Jim, you know how all that course all that yep. works mm-hmm. so uh i would say he's still uh not still unclear i, I do know this uh when he ran for the second congressional district in the caucus to replace uh jackie walorski who passed away last year i want to say he came in second place yes so out of yeah. nine million out, out, of, out of nine out of nine candidates and some change so <laughs> nine and some change Add just start adding zeros behind that <laughs> exactly so it, it, it it's it's when you when you've lost once it's hard enough to come back when you lost twice it's even harder to come back now granted lincoln ran three times and then won but Curtis are, we compare, are we comparing Curtis to Lincoln? Uh, real, well, they both like black Lincoln's women. So Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. Twitter <at> all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, real quick, about ten seconds left here. Uh, is there a path for him, or does he just split the vote with Braun? And it, it, Suzanne probably wants him to get in, doesn't she? Uh, the more people who get in the governor's race, the better it is for Suzanne Crouch. Boy, we had a real motley crew here today, and what a lively discussion. Jim Merritt, Abdul Akib Shabazz, you two are the best. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul, and you can hear Abdul Saturdays 1 to 3, Abdul at large here on 93.1 WIBC. Jim Merritt is on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. And as for me, your humble host, you can find me on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC in Indianapolis. And we want to thank each of you who join us each week to stay up to date on the latest on what's happening with Indiana politics and government. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.